0: What the hell is the name of this thing? It's Wayne's World. The award winning Evan Grant. I can't even count
1: anymore on my finger. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, crown number one. Barry Horn. Right. He tried to get
0: me in mid shoe.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. There is Barry Horn.
2: Thank you for the. Lovely introduction, Mr. Sherwin. It was
1: nice, wasn't it? And uh, and then on the telephone line, we have Evan Grant, who is in New York, allegedly.
2: Hello, Hello Evan.
0: Yes, this is me. Are you,
2: are you at the Carnegie Deli?
0: No, Barry, I'm not at the Carnegie Deli. Though last night I did go out for Chinese food, and I had what an egg roll it's supposed to be. None of this crap that we get in Dallas, okay? Wow! Do, Wait, first of all, first of all, you don't
1: live in Dallas anymore. You live in Flower Mound, so don't well, talk if about you the. You think I'm yeah. getting
0: an egg roll in Flower Mound, then you're even more <laughs> diluted than usually. Yeah.
2: Uh, diluted. Who 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 had the pleasure of your company last night when you went out for egg rolls?
0: Um, let me see. Well, there was a couple sitting next to me that they seemed to be very enjoy enjoying the fact that I was enjoying my food. So. Um, much, and that was about it. So you went
2: out with all your friends in New York, right? <laughs> yeah, all his friends, period. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. talk, talk about your friends on the Texas Rangers and your friends in, in the Ranger bullpen. What is going on with Mr. Dyson?
0: Well, uh, by all accounts, from what I've been told, they are legitimately just giving him a break, and it's now, as we speak here on Monday morning, it's, it's a four-day rest. Uh, I thought that skipping him on Friday, they would have then used him the next opportunity that they had, and clearly they didn't because they didn't go to him yesterday. Um, and I've been told, again, that, that he's healthy, but that they're giving him a break because of the workload. And it, it to me, you know, you go back and you look at the day that Sam Dyson became closer, which was May 20th after they were swept in, uh, in Oakland, and from that time until the time that they decided they were going to give him some rest, he pitched five times in unsaved situations with leads of four runs or more. Um, and, and those, to me, were the opportunities that you had to kind of give him some rest, manage him uh, responsibly, and then have him for saved situations. Uh, I, I think I, – I, so I, I've got some questions there on on how exactly they're managing this. It almost seems like like it, it's retroactive managing of, of rest for him, and I'm not sure you can undo the workload that you've already placed on him.
1: Well, that would, but, that's what would make me think that uh, that maybe he is really not healthy. I mean, yeah, and
0: I, I, I just have a hard time I,
1: believing gotten,
0: that. Listen, when somebody tells me that a guy's healthy but he's not pitching – uh, yeah my first instinct is that he's not healthy but I asked the question again yesterday and I was told that he's not hurt but that they're they're basically giving him a forced rest here and so they're they're playing with a shorthanded bullpen at a point in time when they've got basically what amounts to an unproven rotation it just doesn't it doesn't add up um, I think the manager's reason for doing things the way he did early on was after the losses, to Oakland and uh how things looked for the bullpen I think he felt like he needed to get a good run in with the new order in the bullpen and kind of build a little bit of a lead in the American League West and and um and then maybe step off the gas a little bit but and that's all you know there, there's some there's some reasoning behind that. I'm not sure I totally agree with it. And at the same time, it, it just comes back to this. You know, if, if you're trying to rest the guy now, are you doing it because he's sore? Are you doing it because uh, there's something wrong? Or, you know, can you undo whatever fatigue you put on the arm in, in the last month?
2: He he, Evan. Uh, you know he came to the Rangers on the cheap, really. And there's a reason he came to the Rangers on the cheap uh, last season, correct?
0: Well, I, listen. I think it's real easy for officials in Toronto and Miami to say that the medicals were were sky high on him, but the guy has an amazing arm. I mean, you don't give up on a guy who who had um, no real major league experience. Um, uh, so to speak, uh, and, and been on a 40-man roster for a, for a long period of time, uh, you don't give up on that guy because he's got bad medicals. Um, if you if you don't want him, you can take him in the first place. Mike Dunn, uh, I, I that, my think on that, is a little bit of revision history by Toronto and Miami officials because this guy was picked up on the Chief, and I do think it was a great job of scouting. And yeah, but he's also basically led the American League in appearances for, for what amounts to the last year. So um, if there were high medical risks, the Rangers did roll the dice there, and once again they were rewarded, and they've been rewarded on several fronts, most notably Neil Kott a couple of years ago, um, Colby Lewis, uh, all of those guys. Uh, they, 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 there were high medical risks involved in all those guys, and the Rangers we just rolled the dice with all of them and, and have, uh, have received
2: benefits. Evan, are you walking around your hotel suite? You're, you're coming in and out uh, on the phone. Can you find one place? No, this
0: is, this is um, uh, I don't know what the deal is here, but uh, the wireless and the uh, cell connections here in New York City seem to be a little bit sketchy. I, I guess that at some point in time, New York will catch up with the rest of the country when it comes to technology.
1: All right. Now, Evan, we had talked about uh, what the Rangers need to do. This is before uh, the roof uh, caved in on the rotation. It's, do they need another starter? Do they need uh, another bullpen piece? I was more in favor of the bullpen piece. You were more in favor of the uh, rotation. It turns out we were both right uh, and they, they need both of those things. I still believe that they need to get a closer and back everybody up one uh, in the bullpen. And I think that might that might help uh, Mr. Dyson's prospects for the rest of the season if they believe there
0: is cause for alarm. Well, again, I mean, I think they've got better internal options to help out the bullpen than they do to help out the rotation. Uh, Sean Tollison has pitched really well here. For the past ten days, and looks like he may have turned a corner as as kind of the middle piece that they really need, uh, in, a, in an occasional late inning guy as he proved to be yesterday. Uh, Keone Kelly is now throwing off a mound again, and may be back uh, by the All Star break if not before. You had those two pieces of the bullpen, and, re- and effectively replaced what amounts to Alex, Claudio, um, and Luke Jackson with those guys, and. Uh, your bullpen's a lot deeper. The the rotation, uh, so much of an unknown right now. You know, is, is AJ Griffin only ma- didn't quite last through five innings in his first start back, and and even if he's healthy, is he going to be able to go deep in games long term? Uh, we have no idea what the Rangers are going to get from Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, don't know what the situation is going to be with Colby Lewis because he's not going to come back until late August. Uh, Darvish may be back around the All Star break, but again, you know he has no track record, so to speak, of, of, of performance since the uh, since Tommy Johnny made three starts and then he was then he was out. So my my perspective still remains that if this team is to add a piece, it should if this team is to add a major piece, it should be a major piece for the rotation Look, rather than the bullpen.
2: The, the odds have got to be a billion to one right now that uh, Darvish, Lewis, Holland. Griffin and Perez uh, will be all be healthy the rest of the year. It's got to be sky Correct. high. So, uh, Evan, I hate to do this, but I think I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Um, I didn't say they shouldn't add a rotation piece. Well, well I think the, I the think number one, the the, both, of those the number two. one priority has got to be a starter. Well, but I,
1: but, here, but here's the issue: uh, you, you're, you're 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 guessing as much on the on the bull uh, on the bullpen as you are on the rotation. You know, is Keona Kelly going to come back and be what,
2: what you want him to a str- be? A strong starting rotation will help the bullpen. A stronger starting rotation. You agree? Well, sure it will. Case closed. But but you don't know. But here's the thing.
1: you You add a starter... If he if he does well, then that's great. But what if he doesn't do well? That's one guy who didn't fix the who didn't fix that. Oh, what if you add what if you add a relief? Like, and he doesn't, and you're, you're much he doesn't more do likely well. to get a rotation, a bullpen piece. Like, ask a guy to come out there and pitch one inning in relief, as opposed to a guy to get to going to come out and pitch seven innings. Evan,
2: yeah. that's Evan, Evan, Evan
0: help Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Um, let me let me ask a question. Who was um, I, I read the. I think I read it one time this week where somebody wrote a column about how the Rangers needed to go out and add a starter.
1: Yeah, they do. I'm saying they need both of those people. Y'all, y'all are just acting like this is the only thing
2: you can do.
0: No, of course they Oh, could. I mean, I think they could. Oh, you know what? They could use a trip
2: They could. They could use a, somebody to hit 50 home runs the rest of the season too, couldn't they? Couldn't they? But do I, I yeah, do I yeah, have to I answer those they, kind of questions? Well, because because you're you're being silly. Of course, anything that can help the team, they they need they need to add. But there are I mean, pr- let's, priorities.
0: Let's look at this again, Kevin. They, you know, Last year they, they needed bullpen and starter help, and they made one trade that helped. It was a blockbuster deal, and they, they emptied out a whole bunch of the farm system for Cole Hamels and, and, and Jake Diekman in that deal, and they got Diekman as a second piece. Um, but basically their deal was to go out and get Cole Hamels. They added Dyson on a, in a very minor trade and gave up very little to get him. And I think, again, you can go out and get one big piece, but if you want to address the a second piece, it's going to have to be in a smaller deal in which you go out and get a guy who's not nearly a second So you're not going to go out and get Sonny Gray and a roll of Chapman. You're not going to go out and get Chris Sale and Andrew Miller. You know, your your best chance is to get a high profile guy in one spot and I think your 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 chances of getting a guy uh, and, 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 and using your pieces for their most value will be for a starter that you control long-term, and then you go out and address the bullpen piece with potentially a, a, lesser, um, a lesser deal. And but but as I'll we said that.
1: last week when we talked before I wrote that piece about adding the starter, we did not even address this situation. There are really no top-of-the-line starters available. Isn't that correct?
0: Uh I, I not saying that we should is, was,
1: that the Raiders shouldn't try to get it, one of them. Everybody's available. But Kevin. it's not like last year when Cole Hamels was on the block. All right? Well, so no, it's, a, it's
0: not it's it's a different it's situation. Not last year, it's not like last year where Cole Hamels was available basically from the first day of the season. No, right. it's not as clear as it was last year. But today is also June twenty sixth. And the or June 27th, and there's a full month left to go before the trade deadline. And a lot of things will continue to evolve and change, most notably potentially within the Rangers' own situation. There is no reason for them. They have a 10-game lead right now. There is zero reason for them to rush out and make a deal today or tomorrow or or before the All-Star break. They've got the opportunity to kind of give these guys a chance to see what happens with Tollison as he continues to bounce back, to see how Keller comes back. And then in the last ten days before the break, before the before the trade deadline, the buyer and seller market will be a little bit more clear and some teams that that right now aren't clear sellers may become so. But you have to also um, be very you
1: have to also be very careful by sitting back that you waited too long and someone didn't jump the gun on you and and get that piece first and early.
0: I'm not I'm not concerned about this team not having the market wired. I think that this front office in the last year has proven itself to be as nimble and as agile as any front office in baseball. Um, and they also have the pieces. And, and I think in, in, in this regard, in, in a lot of ways, you know, the Phillies, you know, the, the Cole deal was, was kind of unique in that Hamill's had the Rangers at the top of his list of places he wanted to go. And, and there were other teams that were being, that were being aggressive. Um, but the Phillies also wanted to wait on the Rangers. You know, they, they, they liked the package that the Rangers were offering, and the Rangers still have a lot of inventory left in the farm. So if, if there is a deal out there that the Rangers want to be involved in, they have a little bit of leverage to make it happen, kind of at more, at their, um, more on their time scale. Than, than maybe some other teams.
1: There. All right, so then let's say let's say that the starter that you and I discussed the other day that they go after because they're not going to get a top. Is this a secret between you or or and you and
2: Evan? Can you tell everybody who the starter would can, might be? Can I finish talking? Oh here? my god, let's go. Who, who is it? Oh oh, Mister. I always get right to the point. And when
1: I read your leads on, on those hundred inch stories, I always think, boy, you know what? That's the great thing about Barry's stories because in the first six words, I know exactly what he's going to say. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Okay. Who are we talking about?
1: Wow. wow. Uh, that no we're not and i said he's not a top of the rotation starter he's a drew pomerantz from san diego if you get a, a starter of that ilk that is not a, a a top uh 3 on the rotation type starter then then you can go out you should be able to go out and get you another significant bullpen piece correct
0: that is that is certainly a possibility and, and you know i think there's there's a lot of reasons to like drew pomerantz he's left-handed uh, the rangers drafted him in 2007 They've always liked that He's in San Diego, where you still think that somehow, some way, John Daniels and AJ Preller should be able to match up and make a deal. And the Padres are a definitive seller at this point.
1: His numbers aren't um, aren't really good, just because of the park, are they?
0: Uh, I think you've got to figure that, that 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 plays some role, but he's also coming from an extreme hitters park, so you know that shouldn't that that kind of um, balances out because he had spent some time in Colorado previously. The, the thing I like about Pomerantz is that he's, um, he's controllable for, for uh, I think, next year or this year was his first year of arbitration. Um, he has kind of come into his own as a starter this year, and I think that this is a guy who could be a depth piece for your, for your rotation for the remainder of this year but could be a number three type guy. Going forward, so, what? Uh, one more he, thing he, about he probably,
1: Go ahead. Is that why has he been with three organizations?
0: Uh, that's a question I can't answer. Um, one of the organizations was Oakland, and I think that that's the uh, that's the X factor in all this because Billy Bean has uh, no affinity for doing anything other than making trades. So um, there's, the, I, I think, with Oakland, you can't really say that. He did something that uh, would make him a non-factor for the Oakland Athletics because his
1: numbers have been pretty good even before uh, before he was in San Diego.
0: Yeah, you know, I think he just was an attractive trade piece in 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 the deal with uh, Oakland and Colorado.
2: Okay. All right, Barry, go ahead. Thank you, Kevin. I, sure. pr- I appreciate it. Is, is he the kind of guy? Are you absolutely confident in uh, Darvish's return? Nobody can be correct. In, in, in him coming back to be you, Darvish.
0: <laughs> no, you can't be a hundred percent. So somewhere
2: 30%. along the line, they're going to have to get a one or a two. They're
0: going to have to. Oh no 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 no! Now I'm saying, I'm saying I'm not certain that he's going to come back, but and, and be a number one or a number two. But I'm not. I'm not saying he's not going to be a number one or number two. He just can't. You just can't have a whole lot of certainty and, and know how he's going to react to any soreness that pops
2: up. Well, they, they ha- they've they got to be— uh, Are you talking about this year or long-term? This year. you've they've, they've got to go for it all this year, okay? Have you noticed Adrian Beltre is not getting any, any younger? So now you're saying they need a third baseman, too? No, 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 no. I'm not saying they need a third baseman. But I, but I, I think it's time for everybody to look at this organization and say, this team is— Got to win a World Series, and this is a good a year. as Well, I think end. that's why they've been making the deals they've been well, making. Well, but, but you're talking about uh, controllable for three years, controllable for four years. They have time is running out on this team. I know you don't want to believe that, but the, as constructed now, I think th- time is running out uh, on, on all of us, right? Well, yeah, on on
1: you, Darvish. Yes, because yes. I, I don't. I'm not confident they can resign. Correct. It, yeah? Uh, and, and on Beltre, probably, but I don't know. The guy keeps playing. Fielder, who he gets better and better. What, what about fielders? He getting well, he's not doing better. anything now. Okay. We can talk about that, No, Evan. How about the fact that uh, the, the exit you – know, I know you're big on exit velocity. The exit velocity on that line drive down the right field line was 110 or 111 miles an hour.
0: The thing on, on Fielder at this point is, I mean, I, I, I guess we're starting to, the, the batting average is starting to creep up a little bit. And he's had a couple of home runs this week. And and I don't think you could expect that he was going to hit 180 all year. Um, but I don't know that I've got, I've got any real feel that the guy is absolutely going to go off. I don't know. I, I just don't.
1: I think if he hit 250 from here on out, that would be great. With a little power, yeah, he's
0: got yeah, to have some punch. Yeah, I think it would be. You know, the the thing is, and I didn't look at the uh, the home run yesterday. I was traveling, but it um, uh, was a
2: shot. You couldn't look at it for very
1: long. It got out in three and a half seconds. It was a line drive.
0: What I was concerned about was what was the pitch? Was it a fastball or a breaking ball?
1: You know, that's a good question. I can't remember now. Looking back on it, it was not. It was a fastball. It was not. It was not a breaking ball.
0: Okay, so that would be the second home run he hit on a fastball this year, and that would be that would be a good sign that he homered again on a fastball because he had only had one of his first six home runs off of a fastball, and that certainly suggested that, you know, maybe he was having a hard time catching up the fastball. But if he, if he had his timing down on a fastball yesterday, maybe that is another sign that he is starting to come around and that I don't expect him to have the same kind of second-half surge that Century Chu had last year. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect anybody to have that kind of second half. That was a, a, a ridiculous second half. But um, maybe he is starting to come around, and maybe he is starting to to get his timing to a point where he can catch up to.
1: Someone. We don't. They don't have any other choice, really. I mean, I mean, to, to me, here's the here's the here's the deal. Uh, unless... The only choice
0: they have, Kevin, is to sit him down more and more.
1: Well they could and that, and that's certainly a possibility if ProFar continues to play well that he would that ProFar would get some time at DH and and you you could do that but I, I think at this point unless you you found someone who would say yeah we'll take that contract or we'll take half of that contract uh and and then you free up a position nobody's taking that contract no one's taking that contract so that's not going to happen
0: nobody's, so nobody's taking nobody's taking that contract for anything less than 10 cents on the dollar right. um but here's My argument in all of this is that you did what you needed to do in signing Fielder and Chu, thinking, or trading for Fielder and Chu, thinking that you were retooling that club at that point, and you would deal with the contract issues later on. Um, The fact that Profar, Odor, Mazzara, Rua, the bullpen, um, particularly Dyson and Diekman, um, and potentially Keller. Uh The catchers are all very affordable pieces. Um, allows you to potentially either cut that contract free, trade it for pennies on the dollar, whatever you need to do, and not not be weighted down terribly by that contract going forward.
2: Or, or maybe they can get um, the city of Arlington to pay pay a piece of that contract.
0: They're willing to pay for everything. You know, <laughs> I just... Just, um, just go to Arlington and, and tell them you're thinking about moving Prince to Dallas.
1: <laughs> wow. All right. So, uh, so let me let's talk a little bit about Nomar Mazara. Uh, you know, he's in a little bit of a of a funk here, uh, and it seems to me uh, what's happening, and which surprises me a little bit, because he was so good covering the plate earlier in the season. He he's swinging at more pitches, and he's and uh, and more pitches that seem to be up in the zone. And and also just looks a little bit lost uh, at the plate lately. Do um, you think that's a possibility here?
0: I think he's certainly being tested a little bit, and, and I think that you know maybe maybe hit pitchers have found something of a weak spot and and are exploiting it right now. But I also don't expect that that you know he had that O for twenty on the road trip or O for twenty one on the road trip. Um, and and I, uh, I, I think that it hasn't really dragged him down in terms of uh, personality or uh, presence on the field, and, and he certainly continued to play really good defense in the outfield. Um, I, look, the guy was not going to hit 320 all year. I, I, I believe there was going to be some kind of learning process at some point in time. He has gone through some of that. Uh, if this continues, then the Rangers will be faced with more of a decision about do they need to sit him down for a little while? Do they, you know, What do they need to do? Do they need to potentially pursue him a little bit more with Ruel for the time being? But I think this team is fairly confident that he can play, contribute at least defensively, and continue to learn and apply those lessons uh, while still on the field. Do you think
2: Profar got enough playing time uh, on the homestand?
0: No. Uh, for for me, for me, Jerickson has got to play um, at least four times a week, and right now he's not. Um, I, I think that this is this is the issue I've raised uh, on several occasions with Jeff Bannister, which is you basically have eleven players for nine positions right now. Um, and that's to say that, listen, I understand that, that Prince Fielder is part of your core at this point, and you're going to continue to play him fairly regularly. But how do you shoehorn all those guys into the lineup on a regular game? And the easiest thing to do is say, well, well, we'll just sit the young guy down. But the young guys, you know, they, they merit the playing time as much, if not more so, than some of the veterans. And, and I think we'll have to see how he, how he uses him going forward. I, I, I think that right now... And pro Profar merits more playing time than Prince does.
1: Well, not only Prince, but you you kinda wonder why what was the point of having Adrian play in the day game, you know, uh that's Sunday the per- after, yeah, the, the, after the that's the perfect opportunity game to play night. Pro Far then, right?
0: Yeah, the the uh playing at 20 and then coming back and playing at what one o'clock yesterday, you uh, you certainly could have at least DH Adrian.
2: Do you think Adrian you know do you think Adrian you, you know, did not want to sit
0: Correct, yeah. He doesn't
2: want to sit. Okay. Well, that, but that's, and that's and the way I, it's always going to be. Right.
0: And, and I, I, I think that he, I, this is the challenge of, of managing, and this is you know something that, that I think Jeff is going to have to wrestle with. And, and I you know, I, it, we all say it's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem, is at some point for Adrian's hamstring and for his long-term health, you have to convince him, hey, take a day here, take a day there. Take a day somewhere else. Let us get you off your feet so that, A, we can continue to keep you healthy. B, we can continue to keep these other guys who are productive. This is not a case where we're putting Hans or Alberto out there or uh, or bringing somebody up from the minor league and and just putting them out there because they're on the roster. No, this is the case where we've got a guy who's contributing, again, both offensively and defensively, and we've got to find a way to keep him in the regular lineup and – we can't is despite the fact that you are a hall of famer we can't put you above everybody else
2: plus it's been a while since he's hit a home run correct uh, I, th-
0: I think i think you have to go back time.
2: to i think you have to go back to early june uh the last time he hit hit the he showed some real power
0: uh i believe he has not hit a home run since the hamstring yeah
2: yeah
1: well, I, to me, it's not so much uh, the power part of that what? equation. Well, it, that's, that's, that's part of it. Uh, I, you know, listen, I thought all along this was going to be an issue with them getting profile on the field. And it was more important that, they, that he play every day from his personal development. What changed that formula for me was the fact that they, they are playing some, uh, so many games on the road. They have some long road trips, uh, some 10-game road trips and, and three-city road trips, uh, which makes it an issue and and they are in a very commanding position uh, this season that they weren't in, they wouldn't have been in you would, you wouldn't have thought normally so this this demands that they that they win so the, so the guy, team always takes precedence over the individual but even more so now so i so i get the fact that that this is not going to be the ideal situation for pro far he's going to end up staying with the big club which it would have been better for him if he had been in triple a playing every day uh, but, but this is that's Kevin, what they have to you're...
0: do Kevin, we can sit here and say that that he needs to play every day, but the bottom line is you play four days a week in the majors, um, that's that's fine for development. He's not going to um, play four days
1: a week. There's no way he's going to play four days If he played three, they'd be doing great. I, I'm, I'm guessing that he'll average two. Two out of, two out yeah, of seven and, games? And, yeah. And if, he, if he
0: plays two out of every seven games, then then they're misusing him.
1: Yeah, I just don't see. I just don't see them having. You know, I think what we've seen from uh, Jeff if he's Bannister, going to
0: play two out of if he's going to play two out of every seven games, they're better off with Hanser Alberto up here. Do you
2: do you sense that? Is there something about his game that Bannister doesn't
0: like? Have I if there if there is, I don't see it. The guy the guy has already looked to me to be at least an average to slightly above average first baseman and that's with basically no training time whatsoever. He's been good in the middle of the diamond. Uh the game that he the, the couple of games that he played at third base, he was fine there. He's a switch hitter. I wouldn't say he was um, fine
1: at third base. I'd say he's he's there's a there's a considerable difference between him and Adrian Beltre at third base. He made he
0: made he made three errors in those games at third base. Okay, yeah. but uh
1: and that's nothing against Pro far. that's a that's a completely different position. So Yeah, and
0: it's a position he hadn't played in more than two years. Right? Well that, that would be like
2: comparing me to Jim Murray. You can't. Or or Scott Murray. Mm-hmm. Scott so, so, so anyway, Arthur Murray. yeah. So, so the, the,
1: the point is, is or no, Murray Chass. I, I think it's a different thing. What we see from Jeff Bannister is a willingness to, to move pieces in. If you can play, he but, plays you, but but he's not, he's not showing a willingness. Well, no, what I'm going to say, the difference is in this particular situation is that you're talking about two of the guys who are leaders in the clubhouse, Prince Fielder and Adrian Beltray, And is Jeff Bannister willing to, disrupt the chemistry in his clubhouse
2: to get Jerks and Profar more playing time. I'm not sure that, that, that he is. Or, That's the, or Evan, yeah. are we being a bunch of nervous Nellies here? Uh, the team has won 49 games. They have the best record in the American League, and we're sitting here micro-managing uh, re, or micro-back-managing, or I don't know what the right word is. Oh, well, no, what I a mean, shock I, that a guy who works with words wouldn't with. know it. I don't know.
0: I also don't want to sit here and and, and say that that this this division is is won in the middle of, uh, in in late June. You know, I think the Astros are going to put together a really strong charge before this season is over. And I do think these are issues that that the Rangers do have to contend with. Um, I think and Profar, I think he can help this team. I think he can help this team by playing um, fairly regularly. And I think that, I think that, you know, while all managers talk about, oh, they'd love to have a situation like this where they, you know, they had so many guys for so many different positions. You do have in Beltray and in Fielder, two guys who are kind of the the, the core in the in the clubhouse. And in Fielder, you've got a guy who hasn't necessarily been uh, producing this year to the level that you would expect. And in Beltray, you've got a guy who's been dealing with a hamstring injury, and the, these all present real issues for the manager. And he still let's let's. The guys are really good managers. Um, You know, I think we've we've identified that maybe the bullpen situation is an area that that has troubled him some or has has caused him to rethink some things. Uh, And in this situation with how you maximize the use of the roster, I think that's also something that you kind of have to go through and learn as you go through Um, what what is the best case scenario for doing all this. And, and, you know, they've got – they started another 17-game stretch uh, with that Friday game against Boston, leading them up to the deadline. And they've got four more games at home between now and – I mean, leading up to, to the All-Star break. And they've got four more games at home over the last uh, two weeks before the All-Star break. And, and these are – they're perfect opportunities for him to make sure that everybody gets regular rest and that everybody buys into it, and it's going to be up to him to, to to make that step. And and if he doesn't make that step, you know, is it possible that they could go on and win this division? Sure, I'm not going to rule that out. But I think if you're looking to maximize this club long term, I think that the best possible situation is make use of all your make use of all your weapons right now, keep everybody fresh, and. Be able to also put together a surge towards the end of the season when you do have a fresher team than your opponents do, who have to fight to get to the playoffs.
2: All right, here's my ender, Evan. We got to go because we have lots of things to do. But here's my ender: Is there a certain outfielder in Toronto who may be on the block that the Rangers might be interested in? About named no. Bautista. He is on. He is on the. He may be leaving Toronto. Correct.
0: After this year, okay. I, and I mean, I or I, before I don't the trade. I don't think the Blue Jays are out of it by any stretch of the imagination at this point. That American League East is fairly up for, you know, fairly up for grabs. They're they're five games out in the division right now. And Evan, I just wanted uh, you to say
2: that's a ridiculous thing, and we could end it because we have to go.
0: Yeah, Barry, it's really <laughs> ridiculous. Now, thank <laughs> you, but like, we could but have just Barry's, said that about
2: anything, Barry said. We gotta go, we gotta Barry, go. We have other podcasts, Kevin. Who do we have else coming up today that we know of? Well, Barry, we've got uh, we've got a Johnny Manziel podcast we're going to do, and uh, we have a Dallas Maverick podcast and with, with a,
1: Mark Followell, voice of the Mavericks, Evan's
2: crush, Evan's secret crush.
1: Yeah, yes, you know, Mark Followell is always disappointed that that Evan is not on with us when, when he's on.
0: I want to have I want to be in there for a Followell interview. One well, it, um, it won't be it
2: won't be this week. Will Will you be back with us next week, or where will you be next week?
0: Week I'll be in Boston. Next week I think we're going to have to tape late because next Monday is July fourth, birth of our country.
1: That is correct, isn't it? And you know what? The the today is the birth of my marriage. You know, twenty nine years today. Twenty nine years, Evan. Are you going to make it to twenty nine years of marriage? I say no.
0: So, so Kevin, <laughs> I should send Debbie some uh, sympathy cards.
1: Yes, you should. Yes, you um, should.
0: I would like to say. I would like to say one other thing that today is also effectively. The one-year anniversary of ballsy, ballsy,
1: correct. Oh, you bet, Evan. You hey, what? Are you Tommy, a little believe. music. Tommy,
2: give us a little music for that, can you? Tommy's looking up something now. Oh, he. We'll lead we'll, we'll, it. We'll lead, we'll lead in with "Follow" with that. Evan, thanks so much. Go out. Yeah, there we go. There's applause. I like it. That's good. Evan, thanks so much. Go out and have a New York New York day, and we're going to call Mayor uh, Bill De Blasio and see what he can do about the uh, uh, about getting you better. Uh, internet uh, coverage. Service, yeah, there we go. I like it. Bye, Evan.
0: I hear the Waldorf has nice internet service.
2: Yeah, yeah. there you
1: go. Bye, Evan. Thank you. Bye. Bye. There goes Evan. He was fun. For Evan. Yeah. See ya.